name's Beth Guide. I'm with Vertical Web. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about goals um, for your digital marketing that not are necessarily as in the weeds as we were last time. We were a little more technical last time. This one, I think I'm going to paint with a little bit broader brush because I think we need to understand and we need to be thinking about things a little bit, a little bit differently here. And let me uh, put my transcript on here. Okay, so with that said, we're going to go ahead and get started. And I'm going to start, I was, I was just kind of talking about this uh, originally, but I, I think what I want to do is I want to, um, I'm going to go ahead and start over. So first of all, um, I, I kind of told you all last time that I wanted you to have to start to have a little bit of a plan for your business, okay? Um, and I want you to make sure that you have a strategy, but I want to kind of weigh in on what that strategy should look like and what where we need to go, because there's some things that I think that we need to look at um, that are from a broader view um, and not so pointed. Like I kind of talked about on-site and speed and stuff like that, but this time I want to talk a little bit from a broader from a broader brush. And really what I want to do is I want to start to involve the customer in what we're talking about. So for many years, I have talked about um, putting up content on websites and I really have not had said this as out loud um, in this regard. So I would tell everybody to make really good content, but I never, and I was always telling that we were doing it for Google. And although we are doing it for Google, um, I, I think that the end user has become more discriminant and they need to, we need to meet their goals too. So what we have to do is we're actually having to get to a point when we're deciding the path and we'll go through those paths that it needs to be a customer first approach and then retrofitting it to Google. Um, and I think that becomes the better approach to everything. Um, so as I talk about things and as I've talked about things in the past, like on-site and the things that you need to do, I'm also wanting to make sure that we get the customer addressed um, and, and how we do this. And, and I, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes. If I had to say what I see business owners do is they forget about sitting on the other side of a desk. And because they forget about the other side of the desk, it becomes an extremely difficult way to be able to have an ROI off a website because you're completely missing the mark. Um, Tiffany, if it's okay with you, I see you're back. I would like to go ahead and use your website. Um, I actually used it the other day. I'm gonna have to keep a copy for it after I fix it. Um, but what I'd like to do is actually kind of use your website a little bit to kind of talk through where I'm going with this. Um, My pleasure. You fell, you fell right into where I, what I normally see. So the, the thing is, before I bring her website up on the screen, we need to educate our customers. Um, we don't need to sell to our customers. And if you don't, I, you know, I, I guess always be selling is always right. All right. So don't, don't misunderstand. But on the same token, if you always just hear buy, buy, buy from somebody, what ends up happening is you, your customer ends up turning a deaf ear to that. So even this SEO class, I have been doing it with the purest of heart and being able to try to help somebody. But at the end of the day, I'm always letting people know what I can do. 
And I'm always letting people know the depth of my knowledge so that if you ever decided you needed to hire me, you would know that you were actually getting somebody that knew what they were talking about, not somebody that just woke up yesterday and said they're going to go do digital marketing. So I want everybody to get in a, in a habit or in a thought process that their greatest asset is the knowledge that they have and what they bring to the table and not necessarily platitudes and you need to be teaching the end user what they need to know and then teaching them about what you can do for them. And that's a powerful sales message without beating somebody over the head with, you know, I sell this, you should, you know, come buy this. Now, guerrilla marketing and other places would come back and say, well, you know, you have to ask for the, has to ask for the sale. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you that from my point of view, in 22 years of doing this, I've never really had to ask for the sale. Um, I, because at the end of the day, everybody knows that if they actually want a real solution, that there's very few people out there that actually know how to do what I do. And therefore, this is where you end up with. So what I see is in this, and as far as to educate, so I want everybody to start focusing on education rather than selling. And I think everybody needs to start looking at the messaging on their website, because I think that the, the messaging tends to start to fall off from where you, where you are. So either you beat around the bush and don't say what you do, or you don't, you're, you're trying to sell somebody on something and you're not necessarily educating them and in turn educating them about what you do and making them feel comfortable um, with your business. So I'm going to bring up Tef Tiffany's website because she's a prime example of what I see people doing. Um, and then we can go from there. Let me see if I need the right window. I think this is the right window. It is the right window. Okay, so um, and you all see, you see the little Zoom window, right? So I'm going to just make sure that we're all in the right place on that. We all see the Zoom. Can somebody confirm that for me? Okay. Yes, I see the Zoom window. All right. Okay. So we're going to go nurses. Let me plug here. Nurse go. There you go. I got you. I got you. I just had to go find it. So what I find that people do is they tend to want to be um, creative when they build their website. And often what I see when they build that website is that they're creative, but they're creative to the point that they don't actually tell somebody. So before I get to this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to bring this up on the screen, but I'm going to tell you, I talked to somebody that owns a cremation website. And I know that's like a horrible topic, but, and the picture on the front page is a picture of the Bahamas and says starting at 7.95. And the fact of the matter is that it looks more like I'm going on vacation. And although death is a permanent vacation, um, we should not have a website that looks like I should be able to book a trip. Um, and it, so as a result, his feedback to me was I'm getting traffic, but nobody's buying. And the reason nobody's buying is because the messaging is all mixed up. So when you start to have mixed up messaging, yeah, chances are you're not going to get customers. This is another website that seems to have a lot of those same attributes to it and being 
uh, Tiffany's in the room. I'm just going to kind of kind of use that. And I, I thank her for being so gracious to allow me to do this a minute. So when you come to this website, um, it's not very clear who the target is for the website. There's not a clear path for the employer. There's not a clear path really for the, for the people that are looking to get on. And we don't really spell that out. I mean, we use words like candidates and view jobs and we use the word employers, but we don't really tell people that's kind of where we, what we're about. Okay. So we're going to assume that somebody's going to scroll down and even start to read this. The first thing we're doing is we're addressing somebody that's in healthcare roles. I don't know what that means, but they're in, and it says that you've always dreamt about. Well, I don't know if I'm dreaming about anything. I mean, so we're taking that liberty too, um, but this is not necessarily clear with what we do. As I come down, switch to a better position that you makes your life easier. I may get that from this. Now, remember, people don't read, so we have that problem. Google surely doesn't understand this, this sentence, but this is going to take a lot of brain cells for somebody to figure out that you're actually addressing them. So when you put together a paragraph, make sure that it's clear what your intent is, what you're saying, and that you can educate them about what you do, okay? So um, and not just sell to them. So this is kind of trying to do a little bit and entice them. And But at the end of the day, we've not really explained anything. Nobody kind of really knows what we want um, and what we're doing. And then we're kind of reading in here and it says whether you're a surgical tech looking for a new role or a dedicated at a long-term care facility or and honestly, we need to change that because you told me you don't do that kind of stuff. So there, there is that piece of the problem, too, is that I think you actually went down some of this that you don't actually want to do. So there is that. So I kind of read this and I'm looking at this. This website does not really necessarily tell anybody much about anything about what you want to do. So you need to sit down and you need to start to evaluate each and every one of you need to look at your website and see what you're telling people. If you're a funeral director and you have a picture of the Bahamas that say starting at 795, the chances are that really is not right, the right thing to do because you're not going on vacation. Um, you need to look at each website. You have to look at the headlines um, and then you have to look and see what you do. So I still am not necessarily sure. Um, sure what these folks do or who they're for, but I do know I'm going to leave no stone unturned while I'm dreaming and I'm taking control of my career, but I don't really know. So, so far we're kind of addressing the end user, but maybe not really the hospital. And then it says, let us solve. This is the first place that really is clear. It says, let, you, let us solve your staffing problems facing your hospitals. All right, so that all kind of needs to get a little bit, but this one is a little bit better. But as I get into this and I start to look at it and I've got a, I think it was under, there was one of them. I had showed this website to the same person that had the Bahamas uh, for his crematorium and he didn't understand this website either. So, um, and we had looked at one page. Let me see if it's this page. Let me see if it's this one. I think it's this one. Is 
is the one. Actually, I'm going to say your your side to go to the people that for the hospitals is a little bit stronger than your candidate piece of it. Um, let me see if it's the candidate side. Oh, this this one right here. This it's it is this page. There's like a lot of weirdness on this page. Okay, and trust me, we're going to work on getting this all fixed up. But this is find the. I know that she means O R, but find the that treats you the best find the what because i i don't that giant or is jumping out at me but then operating room and I, I know what you mean i actually know what you mean but somebody could look at that and say that's a typo so again oh. it's all this mindset stuff that you have to start to think and now do i only again because there's i'm not really clear on what this website's about so as a result, because I'm not clear about the websites about find the or that treats you the best. Mm. Okay, so that could be. Uh, and then how are you going to how are you going to validate that? Mm. So that's don't over promise something. I actually had somebody tell me to take the guarantees off my own website and I'm going to don't over promise something. You don't know that these people treat them the best and maybe they're not everybody's an OR person. And then this one, we kind of, I kind of had a problem with this one because it says find roles that uniquely suited to you, which means that I could go sing on Broadway or I could go star in a movie. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go find a nursing career or um, one of these, these specialty items that she, that she offers, but, and it doesn't even spell it out below. Mm -hmm. So I need everybody to start to look at it. And then, all right, so then Solutions that take your career to the next level. Eh, not too happy about that. Niche market understanding. Okay. And then, I, and I already discussed this, this cherry picked employer employers really bothers me because some people, especially in this day and age where you have to be really careful about the words you use, um, that has, that possibly could have some pretty negative con connotations to some people. Um, but at the end of the day, this whole website, what's the most interesting about it is that it's pretty, it's simple, it kind of meets the modern design standards, but it doesn't say a whole lot of anything and it leaves the end user, I would guarantee you I'd take somebody and put them on this website and they're, they're not going to really be clear about what's going on and who's the focus group of the website. So I would say one of your marketing goals for the year is to start to understand who your customer is, start to understand um, what they're looking for, and then how, and then try to be clear. Don't try to filibuster them and over talk. This paragraph, we have the right fit for you. Now, I'm not sure what the right fit for that is. Um, what that means. But then the next thing is I've got all these lists of things. So I don't know what you're going to help me with and why you're going to do now. Granted, if I came on a certain search, some of this would make sense. And I'm kind of speaking in a vacuum. But I think that I touch websites and nine out of 10 of them miss the mark on what their content needs to be to reach the reach the customer. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm rebuilding my own website now because of this whole vertical web thing. And I have had to do long and hard thought processes on what I want for messaging. Um, 
I had, uh, I have a lady that I work with that does branding and she went and she kind of looked at stuff and she kept coming back to me and saying to me, well, you're so different. We can't use the same verbiage as everybody else and gave me a deck that if I actually put it up, you would have no idea what I did because the whole thing was we're not like anybody else. And although she's correct, I can't use language that's not not is not consistent with the rest of the industry because we would automatically have been ruled out. People are not going to put that much thought into something. So we need to be different, but we need to need to use familiar language for people. So I have gone through, I had to go see what other people were saying. I had to, I have spent hours to build an agonized page by page to make sure the messaging goes out right on this website. And that's what each and every one of you should do. Um, one of the things, and I don't know whether Tiffany, it was you that said it to me or the other gentleman I was talking to, um, that they had a younger person do it and not that I'm anti-younger person. Um, but they came back and they said, well, you know, we need this to be simple and this is the way it should be. So their version is simple, left off things like why choose us? Um, why we do what we do? Why, do? why should you consider one over the other? There was no case laid out why you should even be on that website. There was no value statement, no value proposition. Um, I can say sometimes when I write a website, if I don't really sit down and think about the marketing and only think about Google, I could, I too could twist this website into being a Google masterpiece, but the end user not know what I'm talking about. And I think at the end of the day, the idea that I am going to be able to go to Google, click on something, somebody come to me and call me magically out of the sky, that's not going to happen anymore. I have to give somebody a reason to call me, to engage with me. And I think that that pillar needs to go before the Google concerns, which anybody that's known me for a really long time, don't fall over and out of your chair. Because the thing is, I can come back and meet the Google standards after I have the messaging tweaked and worked out. Um, and, and I do this and have had, you know, this is not... Um, this is not isolated, but what I find is web designers tend to make beautiful things, but their language skills and their ability to make a cohesive marketing message um, doesn't work. The other thing that I see is every, how do I want to say this? Anybody can build a website, meaning that you can go to Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, and fill in a few boxes and put up some clip art and have a website. But the question becomes, how effective is that website? And do you, have you made the case to do business with you in an informative, non-pushy, non-selling kind of way? Tiffany, I'm going to ask you, did you have any concerns with this website before happening along me to, to meet me or at all? Yes. You did yes. have yes. some concerns. So something didn't feel right to you? Yes, <laughs> it's bland, it's not really, it, and I haven't had any activity from it at all since it's been up, and it doesn't excite me. Okay, all right. The so pictures you did are pretty. A, yeah, the pictures are pretty, the messaging is off, and I, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I, 
That's what I see here. And I have to tell you, and this goes for everybody, 99% of the people make the same mistake. Um, whether they hire a developer or whether they are a designer or whether they do it themselves, nine out of 10 people make the same mistake and they do the same things repetitively. So this is not like something that I'm saying that I'm picking on one person or, and I know it's like, it has been very difficult. And I, and I, and when I say very difficult, cause I'm having to step outside myself and see how other people view us to be able to come up with the right message so that people understand that not only are we good at what we do, we're different and you're not gonna find anybody else out there. So to come and talk to me, like you can talk to me versus the person you know that does web design that else you found on the internet, I'm not that person. Um, and I have to make sure that messaging is clear because when people try to evaluate me on the same level as they do that other person, nine times out of 10, they end up going to the other person because they base it on one bad decision, which is price. And when you start to put price in, you've, what you're going to find is, and I, and I just had somebody say this to me the other day, I told them exactly what was going to happen if they chose the other path and they're $18,000 down the road and they don't have a website, they don't have a message, they don't have anything. Um, but, you know, now they're back on my doorstep saying, hey, can you come fix this? And, and I will. Um, and, and I won't, I'll be far less than 18,000 in this particular case, but I told them up front that, um, that they were going to have these same exact problems. And it's, and, and partly, and this is another thing that you need to do is you need to be clear. You need to understand what you want your business to do. And then you have to, and it doesn't work. You need to be able to be flexible and be able to turn it on its side and make it work for you. So I, as I say that, I don't want you to be so locked in on what you do, but I, I need everybody to understand what their business is and make sure one marketing goal everybody should have for 2022 is make sure that people come to your website and they know what you do. And I'm gonna also tell you, one of the best things you can do is ask somebody that doesn't know you. Um, and anybody that knows me knows I, I can be a bit um, gregarious and I can be, little outgoing. And what I used to do with people, and I don't now because of COVID, but once the COVID thing is behind us, I'm going to be back on it. I would go to Starbucks. And when I would meet, if I'd meet a client at Starbucks, they'd be telling me this whole big story. And they tell me how awesome their website is. And I would take my laptop, go up to a random stranger and say, now tell me what you see on that website. And nine times out of 10, it is not actually probably 99 out of 100 it was not the way that person viewed it. And, you know, if you walked up to a stranger in a Starbucks and says, what did this say to you? Um, you would get where you needed to be. You'd get an answer. You may not like the answer. Thank them anyway, buy them a cup of coffee. But it's a great way to come up with, did you meet what you needed to meet? Because people, you, sometimes you have trouble getting out of your own way. But I think that this is a very important thing that you need to do. Um, the other focus and the other reason I have to say is that about be trying to educate your end users is you need people 
to understand that they can trust your brand. And because we live in a world now that's somewhat brand-centered, meaning that there's so much noise and clutter, you always pick the thing that people know. You don't tend to go out of your comfort zone. Most people will pick the, oh, here's three things I heard of that, let me pick that. So we all need to work on building our brand, okay? And that should be another goal that everybody should have. So building your brand on the internet, building your brand in chambers of commerce, building your brand in your community, you should be working on that all the time. And what I will tell you, especially when you're a startup, a lot of times I hear, but I don't have money to do that. The best part of doing it in your community or with the Chamber of Commerce is you don't need a lot of money. It just requires you to get up and go someplace and meet some people and start to talk to them that people start to get to know you. People do business with who they like. So although that sounds a little bit old fashioned, but then what happens is you start to build that brand online. You then can start to bring that home. And when I, what I want you to do from that standpoint is we're going to take these educational uh, pieces that we write, and we're going to make sure that we cross-purpose everything we do. So I want you to write your educational piece if you wanted. And I gave Tiffany some ideas the other day of some of the pages that I thought she needed she needed to, to create. Um, but I need you to take those pages, write those pages, and then those, those pages need to be pushed out um, through LinkedIn. I mean, I know that everybody says the word Facebook to me. But if I actually was in a room and had you and I, I wanted to, do I have, and I'm going to, and I am going to ask this and I'm going to have to make this window a little bit bigger so I can see it. All right. Do I have any crafters or anybody that's like a home-based business that does like uh, Etsy stuff or that kind of stuff? Or do I have, or do I have, you know, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and folks like that? Do I have, uh, Renata, what do you do? If you don't mind telling me. I make uh, body butters. Okay. So you do have a craft-based business. Anybody else? All right. I don't see anybody else saying that they're doing that. Okay. So um, the reason I asked that question is this. Um, I Facebook for body butter is great. Facebook for, I need to mute that one again. Okay, Facebook for um, some of these, some other professions that we have on staff nursing, on staff nursing. That needs to be done more in a- So a few things I needed to clarify and that's about all I need. Uh, so let me turn down the volume on this. Sorry about that. We got to mute who's ever talking. All right. Okay, we got it. Okay, so the reason I asked that is some some businesses more are more facilitated to Facebook, but what I find is, and, and this is with even in my own customer base, they all keep saying, "Well, I need to be on Facebook." Well, why do you need to be on Facebook? Is your customer on Facebook? Well, no, my customer's not on Facebook. Then what do you need to be on Facebook for? All right, so I need everybody to get the right ideas in their head. What I'm gonna say is that most of you should be putting up B2B content. Um, the person that's doing crafting, no, you should be working directly you know, with your customers 
you know, because you need to build a brand that speaks to luxury or I want, you know, um, I'm solving uh, problems, I'm dry skin problems, it's winter. That's a different approach. But needing to have a cell staffing and on cell nurses on the side, I don't mean, I didn't mean that the way it was coming out there. Um, if you need to go down that, you, you know, you're down that road, you need to be out writing business to business type content. You need to be advising business. And although those people get off work and are on Facebook, the chances of them wanting to hear something, some business marketing thing that you're telling them while they're sitting there with their iPad and their fuzzy slippers um, talking about their kids or their grandkids are slim to none. So we need to be looking at where is the proper place to start building that brand and building that brand awareness. And I'm going to tell you 100% that if you get out and you start to get in front of people, they will start to get to know who you are. They'll know, start to know you uh, through, faith, through Facebook, through LinkedIn. They'll start to know that you said something. They'll start to know who you are. And because they're starting to know who you are, that gets in their psyche and your brand starts to get out there. And that needs to be a, that needs to be another goal that we're all trying to do is how do I get my brand out when I have all these other people and noise and people are going to pick what they know. So you need to make sure that they know you and that you're trying to you're trying to have stuff. So when they start to look at you and they start to try to get an, a, a feel of who you are and what they're going to do. And, I, and I'm going to bring this up, too because it's another, it's a, something that kind of sticks in my own craw, but it's really the truth. And I see it all the time. And so, so what happens is somebody goes and makes a Google search and they go out and they Google and they, okay, they like you. They're now going to go see what social proof is out there. They're going to read the reviews about your company. But the other thing they may do is they may go look you up on LinkedIn they may go look you up on Facebook. So although I just said Facebook's not a thing, this is where Facebook could actually cause some problems, okay? You have to be careful with how you conduct yourself because when somebody is coming up behind you to review who you are or what you're doing, you don't want to be disqualified. And maybe you do. Maybe some people do. I will say that. But I would, I'm going to say you don't want to be disqualified because of something that you did in your off time. Okay. So there's a couple different ways to look at that, I suppose. Some people will say, well, I am who I am. And that's, that's it. And if you don't like that, then don't do business with me. I don't think that you can have that, that, that approach. But I do know people like that. So what I'm saying is, on my face, on your Facebook, on anybody's Facebook, right? You're going to make sure that you're putting forth the um, behavior and the uh, opinion and the um, decorum that you want your business to re be represented with. So let's take Tiffany. And Tiffany, I don't mean this in this way. You do nurses. You tell me you're doing vetting. You know, you're telling me that you pick the cream of the crop for staff staffing. I go to Facebook, you're out at a club, you got a joint in your hand, why am I going to trust you? All right. And, and, and I think that's something you've got to, and I, not that I'm against or for any of that, okay? Um, but I have to then, I have to then start to ask myself, um, 
you know, like what is, what is, what is the quality? How, what is your judgment ability to go pick a, a, a medical professional based on what I can see about you? Um, you know, and I always, every, I, I mean, I, I kind of kid around, but my dogs are the star of my Facebook page. So at, what everybody knows about me is I love my dogs more than anything on this earth. And that's what they know about me. And that's the way I choose to, that's the way I choose. I don't put politics. I don't put religion. I don't put anything. And the reason why is not because I'm unhappy with who I am. It's because at the end of the day, I want people to know that when they come here, that this is a good environment, that we're going to work hard and we're going to do the best job for uh, our clients. And when you're not conducting yourself that way, personally, how do I, is it like a light switch on a wall? And that's, the, and I mean, I think that's something, now this person says, my name on Facebook is an, is an alias. And that's, a, that's a, that's a fine thing. If you want to, if you want to participate in something other um, than, you know, have at it, just do it under an alias. But I never, I'm, the only thing I'll argue on Facebook, to be quite honest with you, is about the Texans, because I'm really mad about the Texans, and anybody that's known me for any substantial amount of time knows that I have a Texans license plate. I think the Texans are awesome, except that now we've kind of gone off on a bender, and I don't think they're so often. So I'll argue with people about, about the Texans, but that's all you're going to get me to argue about, um, and I will, I never really say much more than, than that. And like I said, my dogs, um, but I, I, I just want everybody to think about that. So, um, and I know a lot of people that don't, you want to do business with a lawyer. Well, lawyers are not going to want to do people with business with people that, that look like they're thugs and they're off time. And I, and I, I hate to be that way, but that's what you're doing. So as business owners, you have to do that. That's part of building your brand and building um, who you who you are. I know you're all laughing. I hope you're laughing. Um, but what I want you to understand is now, if that plays to your band, like you're a DJ and that plays, go, go for it. That fits your brand, how about it? Um, you know, and, I, and I, that's where I want, to, I want to make sure that, you know, you understand. So this says, uh, having another page for your business can make you totally untied for your personal page. The answer is no, because my name is Beth Guide. Now, if my name was Jane Smith, I might have a better chance of it, but my name's Beth Guide. If you Google me, I have my own Wikipedia page. You're going to find me. I, I cannot conduct myself in a manner that does not reflect well on my business because I have a name. Now, if I had no name, it would work better. Then I could do whatever I wanted. So again, there's, it's, it, it cuts both ways because some people, they'll, like I said, some people will say, you know, if you don't like who I am, don't do business with me. We're probably not a fit. And uh, I, I just personally would never want to do anything that my company looks less than professional. And that's a decision you all need to make. But I'm giving you that warning because building a brand is important. And to build that brand People are going to Google you, people are going to look you up, and people are going to make um, decisions on whether they want to um, do business with you. And what they're not going to do is call you on the phone and say, I'm not going to do business with you because you did blah, blah, blah. All right. They're just not going to call you. 
And I think that's what I that's what I want everybody kind of to understand a little bit here, because these are the things that we have to do. So building a brand in your community is sort of easy as well. Um, Mattress Mac is probably the biggest example of that. Um, everybody knows Mattress Mac in Houston. Um, we've all seen him jumping around on the TV back in the 80s, saves you money, dollars, mattresses, the whole thing. Um, but as he grew, he made sure he was out in the community and doing things for the community, culminating with what's gone on with Hurricane Harvey and then everything that's come, come, some, come since subsequently from that. But I think if you, you started to look at the, the evolution of somebody like Mattress Mac, you'll see somebody that built their brand and built who they were as a person and they used to utilize the community to do that. Um, one of the things I've done, I've built my brand through working with these colleges and, and chambers of commerce and, you know, that, that I, you know, I'm very much looking to help educate you guys so you don't give, you know, you don't fall in the trap that the person that did this website might be a completely lovely person. No, there's no aspersions on them. But at the end of the day, you need to have the right set of tools and information to pick the right people to do these jobs for you or the right tools and information to do the job for yourself. So I have built my entire brand on trying to help business owners. And what everybody says to me is, I just tell the truth. I tell you what I think. I don't care if you're happy or unhappy with what I have to say. And that really is that really is who I am. I'm not here to placate anybody and tell them, hey, this is beautiful. Let's go with this. Because when it fails, you're going to be mad at me. And I don't have people get mad at me. So I just want everybody to understand, you know, a lot of a lot of these things here so that you understand. But I have built an entire brand on educating small business owners and mentoring small business owners. Um, Find what and how you can do that. Um, if you can, you know, Tiffany, for you, and, and I, I, don't, I don't know how to jump this quite yet. So as I'm saying this, but we have an entire uh, country that has an entire health crisis going on right now. And I don't just necessarily mean COVID. I mean, we've got hospitals with no staffing. We have nurses that everything is like eight. So there's constantly people on television being spokespersons for this so all of a sudden and i'll tell you the truth on something but all of a sudden if you can get yourself on tv and you can start to make those and you become that spokesperson you become the immediate expert on a topic now sometimes those are pay for play places and that's that's what i was going to say um and when i first started to do this i had paid a publicist and they got me a few uh very few for what I was paying, but they got me a few um, segments. What ended up happening is every time I went down on a segment, I started handing out business cards. So now they just call me. I don't have public settings anymore. They just call me. So, but that's because they know I know what I'm talking about. But for you, get out there, find how we get in front of reporters. Find out how you get in front of TV, uh, if you can get and be a spokesperson. You have a golden opportunity with your business right now to speak about the impact of what's going on versus what, you know, what the reality is and what, they, what you can offer or the statistics that you know about your business and, and doing that. That builds a brand.
I don't care. I don't care. You got to get over that. So what she said is, I don't like to be seen. I'm behind the curtains kind of person. You, you've got to get either that or you got to go hire somebody that can be out in the front of it. Um, I know a lot of you are going to find this hard to believe, but for the first 10 years of my business, I never came out of my house. I never did anything other than talk to people on the phone. I hated going anywhere. I couldn't really, if you go back and pull the very first interview I did with Fox News, um, many years ago, they're, they're, the, the initial feedback was, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't speak clearly, I stumbled too much, I thought too much, I said um too much, and I still do those things. But I know that when the lights come on and when I'm out there and I'm trying to talk to somebody, I am confident in what I do, I stand up what I do, um, yeah, see, this person here um, is saying that she's a publicist and she does media training. You, you, you might want to consider doing something like that if you're uncomfortable with it, because it, it takes a, a, a confidence level that you just kind of, that is like a light switch. So I, I'll tell you, I had an employee years ago, and she was telling me that when she had to go somewhere, to her, it was like stepping on a stage like a light switch would go out, and then she'd come back and go put her pajamas on and go be herself. So I think you have to get over that, not to, but to build a brand and build the confidence in what you have, you need to make sure. And I know that this is not always internet that I'm talking about, but what happens is if you are a brand in the real world, it matriculates out to the internet. If you are a brand on the internet, you can turn it around and make that brand um, work well in real life, but you have to be cognizant that that has to be done. And I think that this is going to become more and more important um, on a regular basis. And, and I, I just think there's no avoiding it at this point. So anybody that's bashful, you're just going to have to get over it, make it a new year's resolution and let's, let's just get over it. Okay. Because that's the way it's got to be. Um, especially if you're a business owner. If you work at a business, that's a little bit different. But if I don't do it, nobody else in my company will because they all said the same thing you did. I don't like people. I don't want to be in front of people. Some of them I won't even let talk to people because they're like nerds and they have nerd deficiencies in their communication skills. So um, yeah, we won't, they won't, they won't even, we won't even let them. So um, it just is a matter of getting out there and um, talking to people. Um, okay, so what I see this goes by is Tiffany says, this is what's holding me back. First of all, I'm gonna tell you that you we need to have you consider you joining my Friday morning networking group. So I'm gonna give you a true story on something. So I just told you I spent the first 10 years in my house and didn't like to talk to people. And when we started to do more of this marketing stuff, I was like, man, I'm going to have to get out there. I'm going to have to talk to people. So I started at a Friday morning networking and the at Friday morning networking every Friday for the last 15 years, I have had to get up and give a 30 second elevator speech. And what was nice and what is nice about this group in Humble is that they um, are non-judgmental. And in fact, they'll actually allow you to do this and get it to where, you know, perfect it. So it was a great starter because when I first, and I, we joke about it now, because when I first went there, I didn't start talking to anybody. I didn't, I would go to the networking event. I would get my breakfast. I would sit at the table and I would speak to no one. Okay. 
now I go in, it's like jokes are us and we all have a good time. So get, find some place. And Tiffany, you live in Humble. You're more than welcome to come to one of my Friday morning networking because it's a great training ground to start, um, start these kind of things um, and get that comfort level with people because you're going to have to have that. I mean, and these people are non-judgmental. And they're kind of funny, so it's it's all good. Um, but they're 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 a great starting spot. But you have to. What I want is 2022 is the year of the brand. Okay, so now I'm going to make the next thing. I'm going to make this even harder for everybody. Melissa, this one goes for you too. And I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to have to do this. Who is going to set up and do online events? Anybody want to stick your hand up? I I am. I'm doing one right now. Who else is doing an online event? Okay, so 2022, we're all going to learn how to do an online event and how to get people to come to it and get out there. Because they're, again, things that build credibility. They build sales channels. Um, and they build a way for us to showcase our, our abilities. And, oh, by the way, when you do an online event, Eventually, when we all come back to person, every event's going to be a hybrid. So if you can start getting your events lined up and start figuring out, do them online and then start to take them out in person once the health thing clears up, um, great. Because that, that those events and that helps build the brand. It helps create content. It helps bring credibility. And oh, by the way, I'm going to turn it around now and I'm going to optimize it all for Google. And, um, you know, I, the class I did at the beginning of the year, um, like last week, I already have it sitting out on YouTube. I have a 3000 word article that was written that goes along with it. It's already being downloaded as a podcast. Find a topic and put it together. Now, I kind of singled Melissa out because her husband has some really interesting things. He does a lot of work that can help small business improve their cash flow. Now, granted, one of the things that he has is a product designed to help do work with um, on online business and loans and using accounts receivable and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he is an expert in finance and cash flow and business and he could start running a weekly or a monthly online event where he could then have the ability to sit down and to talk to business and talk to businesses and mentor them on how to do financing, how to solve cash flow problems. What he's doing is putting himself in a position where he's addressing people and that would start to make him be the expert and therefore as those businesses would need to start to do that, um, they would start to be able to learn from him. And then when they need him, they can call him. So there is a lot of value to having an online. Now, what you're not going to do is have an online seminar that you're going to come and you're going to explain to everybody why they're going to buy their financing products from you. That's not what this is about. You need to pick a topic. You need to pick a um, and I'm, I'm going to say, you know, cash flow in a pandemic, great topic, very timely, everybody has the problem, okay? Have that conversation, 
and then tell business and talk to business owners about what the options are, what they have to do, and set up to be able to take questions because a lot of small business owners don't know how to do these things because they don't know how to do these things. At the end of the day, it becomes a bigger problem. So I would make sure that you had a plan to be able to do an online event and be able to get some people, even if five people came. I don't really have a care either way on that, okay? Five people come, 25 people come, 50 people come. Because then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take it out and I'm going to repurpose it and we're going to start running it out on YouTube. So it's going to be on demand for the future. Do you have a question? I do. I was thinking we would start with YouTube, but what platform if we did a live event? I mean, do you mean just to do like one of these webinar kind of things? Do it on Zoom. Okay. Nice and cheap. And oh, by the way, when you came in, you noticed it said it was recording. The reason it's recording is because I'm going to take it. We're going to write an article about this seminar that we're doing today, and it'll be up probably by the end of the weekend or early next week. Um, and that way, all of them go up, all of them go out. And, and honestly, you know, I have it in a podcast. That podcast is going out. All these things are going on simultaneously. And, you know, and I'm going to say the next thing, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the next thing that I did was a lot of you, if you should have gotten an email that said, hey, reminder, we have an SEO class today. And I have automated, oh, that's fine. That's okay. Um, but I have automated that process for, for myself now is that, you know, I, I make my newsletter, I put my calendar out at the end, of, at the beginning of every month. And then each time now, after each class, I send a, I send a new reminder that says, Hey, this is the next class. And then this is when it is. And when I put the podcast up, I send the email that says, Hey, the podcast up. If you missed the class, here you go on demand. Here's the video here's the podcast, go knock your socks off and have a good time. All right. Um, but you know, this is, this is those things that we need to be doing. So I'm also going to say, and you didn't hear it from me because I, 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 this is not something that I would have ever said, but I think it's very important. Everybody should be building an email marketing list. Okay. Everybody without fail. If you're not, you need to, if you're selling body butter, every person that you're selling body butter to, you have their email address because what you're going to do is in 30 or 90 days, you're going to go and say, Hey, it's time for you to go get more body butter. And the fact is that they're already doing business with you. So they're far more. Now I understand when we talk about, um, you know, we don't want to spam people and we all get too much email, but because of the way email programs and filters and all those things start to work now, I think that you can do it and you can do it well, especially when you're being educational and not selling something. So if you wanted to talk about winter, February, worst month for dry skin, I have this, you know, I have the solution, but do a whole thing about what the solutions are to dry skin for February. That's a great time to do it. Or Valentine's Day. That's another thing you can knock it out. But each and every one of you should come up with a with an email plan that backs up all these things I'm doing. Because guess what it does? It builds a brand. Okay, this one says, I'm sorry I'm late, but whoever has the site on the screen, site is Wix. I hope your designer was open about that. This, I don't, this isn't built in Wix, is it? Then we decided it was built in WordPress. I didn't look at it, but I guess it's I, WordPress. I, I thought it was WordPress myself. I don't know that I, 
what they may have done is taken a, uh, by the way, Wick's bad. In my opinion, I have to say that so nobody gets mad at me, but yeah. I, uh, I, I like I was checking on this, one of these, what platform was used for this website and it comes up as, as Wix. Yeah, but I'm wondering if what Content did, management system, which Wix. I'm, I'm looking right now. Give me one second, because that's interesting, because I asked her and she told me it was WordPress, but. The first uh, website that I did was Wix, but this is a new website. This is the second website that I've done, and it was done in WordPress. Oh, so, yeah. when I go to the platform and I put nursecostaffing.com, I see Wix. Maybe it's catching the your previous one or something. No, I actually have an I actually have a thought about what's going on here. Hang on a minute. Let me see. <clears throat> now it's shown is built with WordPress online. Thank you, Anna. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm wondering, and this is a possibility, just so everybody knows, um, if they took, did they take anything off that old website to build this website? I don't know. They, they could. Yeah, that's what. That's what I'm wondering. If that's not what happened, that's why that got picked up because it something somewhere came off the old Wix site. Yeah, that could be. So that's the kind of stuff that, that, and that's one of the things that, you know, we have a lot of people that come here. That's, we all kind of help each other. I don't know that I picked up, this is in, this is in Wix. So um, let me see if this is the right one. No, not the right page, where the heck is it? I need my free. Beth, I just put like, uh, if you go to that link, <clears throat> I don't know, there's tons of these sites, but this one is, is showing, I, I was just- I'm, I'm taking a look on this one real uh -huh. quick. Let me look, let me look, let me look, just look real quick. Cause I, it's interesting because if that's the case, let me pull it from here, then that needs to be fixed too. All right, let's see what this says. By the way, I put you all a tool on my website to use. I just have to hook it up so y'all can get to it, but you can audit any site you want and it'll tell you what to do to fix it. So you see what it's doing. It's gonna, and it's gonna give us a pretty reasonable report. I, I, I had an older tool and it didn't give as good of a report. This one's given a much better report. So I went ahead and replaced it. I just in the process of doing it this morning. So um, let me let's let this finish and we'll see what the answer is. I'm I'm curious to see what it pulls because my wonder I wonder if there's remnants of the old Wix site running underneath this one, which is not improbable. I'm gonna say that. All right, let's see. Oh, you put the you put the what you built it with. Maybe that's an old, maybe that's old. You need to when you need to build do this, you need to do it with this kind of a tool, Anna. Mm -hmm. This one actually goes and pulls the code base. So this is going to tell me at the bottom everything that's on that. Why are they? Why is it not I'll pulling? It oh no! Here it here it is. It came up here. Hold on. Okay. So here on the bottom, it gives you everything that's on this thing that that was used with it. Yeah, Elementor. So that's clearly WordPress. Weird. I wonder why the other one is. No, and there is no remnants on it. So what I did is, what this is doing is it's giving me all the things that are running in the background of that website. 
um, I can go ahead and pull and pull into this using that tool that's on my website. It'll tell me anything I want about anything, right? And I can see all the plugins and all the back end that she has running on that thing. Um, and because I can see that, I can, yeah, and you're right, it's clearly it's WordPress because it's running Elementor. So that's that's pretty clear. That's what, what's going on with it. So um, anyway, um, I, I would, and I'll even go as far to tell you as it's hosted at GoDaddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, guess that's, I know that there because of the server location and being in Scottsdale because they're in Arizona. But anyway, it gives you, this will give you a lot of what's wrong with the website. So anybody feel free to use it. It's out there. Um, do know it's garbage in and garbage out in the sense like it says this has a title tag. It doesn't really tell you that the title tag is bad. So don't, don't take it 100% to heart. Um, but it's, it is a good guidepost for, and like this one here, there's seven H2s, but none of them are like keyword specific. So just you know, understand that part of it. But um, it is a good overall view tool. I, that's why I went ahead and I actually, this one costs a little more money, but I went ahead and, and sprung for this because I think that you guys will, you have a better chance of using it and do a better job with it. So I'm so. sorry if I misled anybody, but now I'm curious. No, you're okay. You're okay. I'm, I'm curious, Beth, because you said that's something else that needs fixing. You meant like the fact that it's uh, coming up as Wix in some of these. Um, yeah, if it's coming up in Wix somewhere, we need to figure out why and get that out of there because there is a penalty for that out there in this world somehow, some way. Oh, okay. like I said, it's in my opinion. I'm just gonna say that I don't, you know, I don't want I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but yeah, there's just in my opinion, Wix is not the right word, not the right road to be on. So, just wow. Leave it in that set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 100% in my opinion. No, I kept to keep saying in my opinion. Um, at the end of the day, they're not really, they're, they're a platform. Neither is Shopify or Wix or um, uh, Squarespace or any of those because they're really, they're built as a uh, platform to design a website and the finer points of SEO are kind of lost. So it make, it puts everybody in a really bad spot, in my opinion. So you can't do the things that you need to do with those tools. Um, I think Shopify's made a made a, some commitments to try to get that solved. I don't know if it actually will or they won't. Um, but yeah, so there's so like see these they're actually spitting out code. So whatever is done here, this is all mixed up down here too. So there's just some problems going on with this thing. So anyway. Not that I don't want you to come here and say, boy, they keep picking on me. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't mean it that way. No, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So let's see. I had online events. I had educate, not sell. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is I want you to automate what you can. Um, and what I mean by that is there is some automation tools out there. Um, we have talked about them through the, through time. Um, like my, like my little thing today that I threw that email out that, that did all of that. I actually, I built the blog post, I built the calendar. I put, uh, the initial email together and then I took the initial email and broke it into the three other parts. So it would send reminders at 1030, the morning of the class. So every 1030 on the morning of the class, 
because I automated my drip campaign, it now goes out and tells you guys, hey, classes now. Okay, so um, if you are not on the email list, please go to the podcast or the, the, the class homepage. There's a place to sign up for the email list right here and smack in the middle of the page. Okay, so just sign up for it. We don't spam you with anything other than class reminders and the schedule, that's it. Um, so that way you know what's what's going on. Um, but uh, we, 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 and we automated that process. That process is automated. So from the point that I build it, I have a program. Um, all right, so this is, I have a program. What program do I use? I have Connect 365 and Zapier. I actually have a, and it comes with all our, our upper end hosting plans. It's called Mail Opt-in. I can build all my campaigns with it. Um, and as I say, I want to put a blast in, it goes out through MailChimp. Everything works out through my MailChimp account and we're all just like happy little clams. Um, this here, when you, I automated this. So when you put your name and your address and your email address in and hit submit, it goes immediately into MailChimp. I do not have to go to MailChimp. It used to be we'd have to collect the names and then go to MailChimp and put it into MailChimp. We don't do that anymore. It does it for us. Um, so that, that's been automated. The other thing that I automated, and we've talked about that before in this class, is blog to social. Um, every blog post that I put up, and I'm going to show you really quick here. This was the this was the first of the month's class. So you see, I have it here. And we already put this page up. And let me get into the back end and edit the post and I'll show you what we did. Eventually, I, I need to get blogged at the mail opt-in, set it back to auto, auto mail, because every time I put a post out, it auto mails it. And then the other thing it does is go out and share it right on the social media on social media for me. So I do not have to go and go to all these little social media platforms and go share them myself. So you see, I have uh, 10 different social media platforms that this hits and goes out to, and it goes out to each and every one of them for me. The only one I'm missing is Instagram. And that's just because I haven't hooked the Instagram for vir virtual web or vertical web rather up. Um, so, but you see, it goes out to all our different places. It goes out and tells people that we put the post up. And then what happens is that I amplify everything I do. And I, because I have automated it, it's as simple as hitting submit on my website and it goes out everywhere it needs to go. So I strongly encourage you to do any of that type of stuff. If you're selling a product, um, and I know we have at least one of you that are selling a product. Um, you, if you're using WooCommerce, automate Woo. At the end of the day, it'll go out. At the end of 30 days, you should go out and you should ask it if it, uh, if you want another, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Another uh, bar, of, I, I guess you do, you said you do, is it like a bar or is it a tub? I mean, whatever that you is. Um, you should be going out and asking them what that is. Um, if you're selling uh, supplements, you should go out and you should go tell them what you're doing. Melissa, your businesses, anybody you give a quote to in six months, you should follow up and say, hey, how's life? What's going on? Do you need help? 
because you should be building that list, but you should also be automating these things so that you don't have to do these tasks because as small business owners, we don't necessarily have the time to go do all these crazy things that um, need to be done at this point. So everything like I do, uh, it is, it, it looks like it is blog to show, blog to social. I'm using it on everything. It works. It works great. Um, and that's what, I, that's what we've been telling everybody that, that we should do. Um, and this, this one says, yes. Uh, somebody asked me if the, if the SEO audit tool is available to yes. Yes, it is. Um, it is on the website and I, I actually need to hook it up to the web, to the web marketing page. Um, if you can give me, I need to put it in here. Um, let me, let me think about where I want to put it. I may just put the audit right here and put it in red and make it a button because it's a it's a call to action. I may stick it right in the top in the header. So just let me uh, let me think about where I want to stick it and I'll I'll do that sometime today so everybody can get to it. But yes, if you go to Vertical Web, the auditing tool is there. I encourage you all to look and use it on a regular basis. And the reason why is because it will give you metrics. It'll let you know what you're doing. It'll let you know if you're making progress. I mean, you should be as close to 100% as possible. So I told you to do web.dev for your speed. I'm going to tell you to use this to make sure that your SEO points are right and that you understand. Um, the other thing I'm going to tell you to do is put your competitors in because or put who is ever at number one in because what you're going to do is you're going to be able to get some back end stuff about them, which tells you what Google's looking for, which then proceeds to tell you what you should be doing. So if you if you put in something and uh, let's take uh, Melissa in the bank and we talk about small business financing and who's ever number one says, um, talks about banana pudding, then on your small business site, you probably need to be talking about banana pudding because Google thinks that's the right thing about financing. That's an extreme example. Don't misunderstand me. I'm doing it in hyperbole so you get it, but you need to go see what the commonalities are between you and what's ranking on the first page because that's what's going to help you kind of shift back to where you need to be on what you need to do. Okay, um, so if that if that kind of helps you, that'll that'll be a good thing. But yeah, you guys, you need to utilize that tool for research. You need to utilize that tool. Um, and now you want banana pudding. You know, I, I have had banana pudding on my mind since like last week. I don't know why it's it's very hard to find some too. Anyway, um, but uh, so I just, I want everybody to understand that too. So we should be automating. I say you should automate your social media. Um, I think you need to sit down at the beginning of each month and look what you want to put out. I am not, I'm not warm and fuzzy in this regard. I am not one of those people that are going to go and stick stuff up on social media like National Wine Day and Dollar Donut Day and all the other crazy crap I see. Because at the end of the day, that doesn't help my business. It might help Dunkin' Donuts, but it ain't going to help me. And I'm all about helping myself. So, you know, um, I don't prescribe to that. I don't prescribe with news articles. If I see a news article that I think is important, I take out 
Microsoft Word and I write my version of put my own spin on it. So, um, and I, and I've done that. And sometimes I even call it out and say, Hey, I saw you did, uh, yes. Blog to social is a plugin for the website. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. But I have seen, I have seen, um, um, what am I, where is I going with this? I forgot where I was going. Sorry about that. I saw that go by and I forgot my whole train of thought. Um, but I guess what I want you to walk away with is to make sure that you're, oh, I know what I'm saying about um, making sure that you're unique. If I read an article, Tiffany, if you read an article, if your article talks about the impact of COVID on healthcare, and I kind of keep coming back to that and there's a reason why, but because it's very top of mind and present in the news. So if you can kind of even steal any of that spotlight, that's a, that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I go and I write my own version of it because frankly, everything you see in this world, you have an opinion of, um, no matter what it is, uh, it, whether it be the color of paint of somebody's car, whether it be what somebody's has at the end of their, their feet in the way of shoes, um, whether it be how they're dressed, how their hair is combed, you have an opinion on everything and you make those opinions in multiple seconds every single day of your life, whether you realize that or not. With that said, when I read an article, if something keeps, um, um, if something keeps popping up on my screen and I keep seeing something go by, I make, and I decide I'm going to read it. I go make my own judgment, whether I agree with that person, I disagree with that person, that person's not right. That person is right. And I've had it go all different ways, but if something is so important, um, you can bet dollars to donuts, I'm going to go out, open my word processor, take about 15 minutes of my life and explain what I saw and what my opinion is on it. And I'm going to go stick it on my blog. And when I do that, and I'm going to show you an example, it took me a little bit longer than 30 minutes to write this one because the customer kept asking me the same question. And he kept asking me it the same question, the same direction, repetitively, hoping to get a different answer. And every time I kind of answered him with the same answer. So it became um, this thing. So I finally sat down and wrote a page so that every time he asked me, I can refer him back to this web page rather than have to retype the answer. Um, but this is my opinion. That's, this is what it is. It's what I think. Somebody else may come and they may argue with me. They may say I'm not right. But all this is, is my opinion. I now take my opinion. I went and put it out on, on Google. I went and put it out on Facebook. It's out sitting, living out on, on LinkedIn. It's all over the place with what my opinion is on the subject of technical SEO and what words you should be using on your website. So I, I just want you guys to understand that, that there's a credibility that comes in, that there's, there's social elements that come in. If you have an opinion, put it up. If you're posting to social media, it should be your stuff and not somebody else's stuff that you're sharing. Hey, I found this in article interesting. Great. Why? And what, why did you find it interesting? What is your opinion on it? I'd rather, I'd rather you tell me what your opinion is on the article than you tell me that something's interesting because I might not think it's interesting. Just like the people in the world that they don't think the Texans are any good. 
I might have to agree with them right now. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, uh, why don't you tell me what your opinion is instead of just saying, hey, this is a good article. Why? That carries more weight. Um, that carries more building your brand, building every aspect of everything I talked to about today. So with all of that, I have one more that I want to zing you with. And we're going to be talking about this over the next 12 months. I'm not there to talk about it yet today, but I want you all to start to think about this. We need to start to get on board with voice search, okay? Because they're in, it's in people's houses now. It's in on their phones. It's in their cars. Um, any place these devices are that you say, hey, blah, 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 give me an answer. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help us understand. So we're all going to have to start paying attention to voice search because it's coming. And I think we're all going to miss out if we don't we don't process that part right. So just to let you know that that's another little thing. So last year I told you podcasting, I guarantee you if I asked who had a podcast, half the room still doesn't have a podcast. Probably I'm the only one with, who has a podcast. Put your hands up. So only me has a podcast. Okay, because you didn't listen last year, Dan. <laughs> so <laughs> we're slow. <laughs> Well, that's okay. So let, let, but I, I want everybody, well, if I tell you about voice search now, by the time I have to come back and say, um, you need it, uh, we'll already, uh, be there. Um, so at least I can start you thinking about voice now. Uh, yes, you all need a podcast, believe it or not, people want to hear what you say and it builds that brand. I, and, and again, I, I mean, I, these things all start to come together. Okay. And if you um, don't do them and you disregard them, then yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're just going to kind of stay kind of lost in this space with these bad websites and wondering why um, something is not. So Tiffany said she needs a topic for her uh, podcast and I'm going to tell her healthcare. Um, and she's going to say to me, well, duh. And I'm going to say, no, you actually every day you can take, if you have an opinion on why, why are the hospitals got, why are the hospitals overrun? What is, what is the reasoning for that? Um, I, I already have said to you that like the nurse profession right now is all mixed up and screwed up. What is the opinion? What is your opinion on that? Um, what is your opinion on what you should be doing for uh, to find a job? And if you're stuck in some of these places, how do you go about finding a job? Can you help somebody find a job? I mean, you have so much information thanks to COVID that I can't even begin to tell you. Um, you could decide that you were going to go talk about PCR testing and, and what your opinion is on that. Um, you know, and what is the impact on, on everybody? So, you know, I mean, there are so many things that you can talk about because you're in the healthcare profession and it doesn't necessarily have to be about staffing. There's a lot of current events. It's not like we don't have a nas national, I don't even know what we have. I was going to say a pandemic, but then some people say it's endemic and I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, so with all of that said, um, 
I don't want to say anything so that anybody gets upset. So I, I just, I don't know what we have, but I do know that I could talk for health about healthcare for hours and hours and hours on end and be okay. So this is how long for a podcast, probably 20 minutes, um, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, mine are two hours because it's a recap of this class. I literally take the audio segment from the class. I stick it up and stick it out on the, um, up on the podcast servers. So mine is mine is a little bit different. Ironically, some of you are actually listening to the whole thing. I, I really kind of wonder how I could how how you could do that and lock me in a car with you for two hours. I, I couldn't do it. Um, glad somebody can. But I'm noticing that we I have a lot of a lot of downloads and a lot of people listening to this podcast. So you know, apparently they're not upset, but for the rest of you, I would say 20 minutes, 30 minutes most, unless you just really have a lot to say, then you can talk for as long as you want. Um, the name of the podcast is um, Internet Marketing Clinic Houston. So if you go to Apple or Google or any of those places and put in Internet Marketing Clinic, you will find me. And if you notice, they have the little, I, I changed the picture now that uh, the company is different. Um, but they all have little pictures of Houston and buildings and things that are iconically Houston. Um, so you'll know that it's me based on the picture because I've tried to kind of stay similar. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've got little subscribers. They wait for me now. I hadn't put anything up since the beginning, since last year, because I knew we were making this transition. But now that the transition's over, we'll start to make sure that we're putting stuff up on a on a regular basis. This says, what is the podcast app that you use? So there is a plugin called Blueberry that runs, it's called Power, it's PowerPress, and it makes life very easy. It walks you through the setup. It walks you through how to do it. It walks through how to add it to a page, and it lets, and it helps you set them up with the podcasting companies. Um, if you look, there's actually a podcast on how to make a podcast. There's actually a video. I actually did a video for uh, with HCC. We did podcasting night. Um, and the podcast, what we did with podcasting night was I actually walked through how to do it from start to finish. Um, so that is out there floating around somewhere. Okay, this says, what is a good platform for an online store? Uh, I am gonna tell you 100% WordPress running WooCommerce. Um, it's, it's the right path to take. Uh, it allows you the right flexibility to do what you need. I, I don't think there's anything that you can't do with it actually at this point in, in its development and its life. So, um, there's plenty of different ways, uh, and things that you can do, but yeah, overall WordPress and with WooCommerce as the store plugin. So, all right. Do you have any other questions before we call it a day? All right, you're all being very quiet. I have received a lot of chatter. What does that mean? I don't Somebody's know. Somebody's talking in the background, I believe. Oh, I can't. No, 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 that is not it. I was like, don't leave yet. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get the name of the, the it's called, I've, I've seen, I've received a lot of, um, like uh, ads for this uh, this website builder called UENI. I don't even know what that is. Oh, 
I was wondering if anybody heard of it. Okay, that's all. Thank you. No, it's and and honestly, I'm going to tell you if you want to talk about website builders for a second, um, a few things. Um, on WordPress, there's a couple different builders that you can use, WP Bakery and Elementor. And the reason we kind of went more with Elementor in the last probably three months versus WP Bakery is we're able to get a cleaner core vital on it. Um, it it's, it's outperforming uh, WP Bakery for speed. So I, I've kind of gotten on the Elementor train, even though I was very resistant to it at first. Um, but it is, uh, most of my pages are, are scoring in the high 80s, um, if not uh, at 99 or 100%. And in fact, Charlie just told me he, we're in the process of moving uh, the, new, the new vertical web website uh, over to a dedicated server so it can get 100% because that's what I want. So um, anyway, long story short is uh, there's a couple different ways to do it, but that's, those are the best paths, if you will. All right, what other questions we have before I run out the door? None, okay. So I will see you all in two weeks. Everybody stay safe, everybody stay healthy, and I will send you a reminder at 10.30. And oh, by the way, we'll all use the right link and I won't be late this time. Um, so we'll, we'll try that out. I actually was three minutes early this time around. I know that sounds like so shocking for those of you that know how late I am all the time, but anyway, you're very welcome, everyone. Have a great, uh, rest of your week and, uh, we'll see you in two weeks again. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Right.